In every generation, a person is obligated to see himself as if he left the throne. So we're, we're all familiar with that. Kasha, this is difficult. Lechora, apparently. Imlo nichtav hachiu v'torah hakadosha shachov liros k'ilu haya v'shibu v'tzrayim. If the, the obligation had not been written in the Torah that we are obligated to see ourselves as if we were enslaved, eich yochov lahargish but how can you feel it if you never really were enslaved? So he says, the Torah says, if I'll come and say you have to look at yourself as if you did, but unless you were really there, how can you really say that I left this right and I, and I can look at myself as if I did? It's, it's, an, it's our imagination or we're intellectualizing, we're trying to emphasize it. How can you really get there? Why does the Torah saying you have to make any difference? I mean, why does that make it that you can't just because the Torah says you have to do it? Well, I think he's saying that it, it must be then that there's a oh, way. Okay. If we have this instruction, it's got to be that it's giant. Otherwise, it wouldn't be there. But, but how can we really do it if, if we weren't there? The premise is that it's possible, but how is it possible? The Torah doesn't ask us to do anything that we can't do. Ach, dehine, yesh lefamim eitzel ha'oved. But sometimes it happens by a person who is oved Hashem. Shaholech mimadrega lemadrega. That they go from level to level in their avoda. The yesh shenofel mimadrega. And then sometimes a person falls from their matrega, they slip. Umargish cheshchus gadol, and they feel great darkness. Ve'ino yachol la'oreres atzmo la'avodas Hashem. And they're not able to awaken themselves and inspire their avoda because they feel such darkness. V'yachol lavo al-yidei zeh l'mora shchora, that's that abbreviation. And one could come to a state of what's called morashkor, it means like black bile, but we would call it depression, you know, despondency. One could get very depressed over being in this ongoing state of spiritual darkness, and that's not healthy, and it doesn't help a person's avoda. And, and they fall in their own mind. And they look at themselves as a person who's fallen and who's low, and we start to get to, to give up hope. Shelo yuchol od la avodas Hashem b'torot fila. 
and we're not able, we, we think, to serve God anymore with davening and with Torah. So therefore the Torah has given us some counsel and advice for this. A person must know for sure that this nefila, this falling into a low state that he's experiencing, experiencing, so don't think it's because of you. What makes, what makes you so sure that you fell because of something you did? If God puts you in this situation, so from there you could awaken and inspire yourself to serve God. This is a going down for the sake of the going down. So a very interesting thought, right? We assume that, hey, this is my fault, this is my fault. And maybe, maybe it is, who knows? Well, this is my Pardon me? The, the circumstance, the nefila, that I can't, that I'm in the state of spiritual darkness, it must be something that I did. Now from there, a person has two choices. Where are they, where are they going to go with that? Get depressed over it and go further down. Or say, I'm going to try and awaken myself. Okay. I'm here now. Now what I, what I want to do is go from here and raise myself up. Or that's always the vithira that a person has when they slip. It's what do we do after we slip? That there's there's choice there, and it's a very very vulnerable place for people to be. I just don't understand. Is he saying that the slipping, the, and I'm not sure if he's definitely referring to slipping as going. What if it's just uh, there's something outside your control, so to speak, like business or you know, something? Do you mean exclusively, you know, a the He's talking prior to that depression. A person who's not feeling any kind of inspiration in their avoda, and they feel like they're in a place of spiritual darkness. That place, before you decide what to do with that place, where you're going to go with it, but that place itself, what he calls darkness, no inspiration in Avoda. He says, the question is, how do you respond to it? And he says, instead of assuming that it's because of you, right. or something don't. you did, meaning? Right, or something you did, right. Maybe not. Just know sure. that God puts you there, right. And he puts you there for a reason. Of making the mistakes that bring up that feeling? Or I don't know. Or did he put you in that state, regardless of no. whether you... No, he put you in that... Right, exactly. He put you in that state of spiritual darkness, so that from there, you'd awaken yourselves and try to get out. Don't think that you're necessarily there because something you did. Now, the depression that follows it... I'm not talking about a chemical depression, but uh, the sadness that follows it, that is a result of a person's own choice. That, that's their response being in the state of darkness, and everybody's vulnerable to so that. there's a distinction between the state of spiritual darkness and, the and then the Marash that follows them. Okay. Exactly.
Exactly. So you could be like, yeah, I'm totally like out of touch with what's going on or my relationship with God, but it's not necessarily like get depressed over it, right? Okay. You can be concerned about it, you know, grappling with it, but right. not depressed. What what am I going to do with this now? I see. So the fact that you're having that struggle, that's the part that is shown. Right. He puts you there in order to struggle to get right. lift yourself up. Yes, Mark. just to be reminded that you can, can only blame other people for so long yeah. the person has to then look at their own mistakes in their own life take responsibility Obligated to look at themselves as if they left the shrine. He himself, not darshaning that world, word mitzrayim, mitzorim, narrow places, difficult places. Mikol hamitzorim umitzukos umehanefilas. From all the constraints and pain and different um, falling into lower places. Sheyeshlo. Sorry, lahachazik as atzmo kibikadim. One has to strengthen themselves and put themselves into a situation of trust in God. And not allow themselves to fall into depression, this flat state of black bitterness, on account of it. So that's, he says, the shot of in every generation a person is obligated to look at himself as if he left Mitzrayim, that he has the ability to to sustain that, and maybe the state is to say, take it a step further. That just as there in the Mitzrayim, there was a purpose for the Jewish people being there. It was forging our nation 
beyond anybody's Averas, there were other reasons why we, we had to be there in order to become Kalayitral. So too, any difficult place that we're in, or spiritually dark place, it has its reasons. And what we have to be careful of is not to submit or to encourage the Morashkora part of it, but rather ride it through and it will end and we'll come out of it. Kirisiv, as it is said, Ba'avur Zeh Aso Hashem Li Mitzrayim. On account of this, God did this for me when I left Mitzrayim. Romez Alzeh, this hints to Shashem Ba'atmo Asolozo Tanafila. That God Himself caused this Nafila, this descent. But it's for the purpose ultimately of lifting ourselves up. Now on a broader scale, that God sent the neshama down from the highest place in Shemayim uh-huh. down here to the lowest place in earth. He did that too. That's God's doing. And he brought the neshama into this material world for great purposes. So look at that as the paradigm, that any time we're in a low place, say, well, you know what, this whole world is a low place. My neshama is here because it has a purpose. That's why God put it here. I'm going to look at that, this situation as a miniature of that broad, uh, universal reality. <laughs> they do resist. The neshamas do resist. They don't want to come here. But um, if... No, it's not. It's actually for their betterment. It's just a difficult process. Oh. And they're compelled. The shaman is compelled to come here. So already, the shaman would be only with negative. But they cry when they come out. There's, there's something, there is something, you know, about that. Oh, just about it's an existential reality. About being in this world and the shaman would be compelled to be here. <coughs> but the idea is to then develop a perspective on why we are here and then that helps not only us, it helps our neshama and knowing that if it's being here really is going to put it into a better place than even it was before we sat down. It does happen. It does happen. By definition. Uh, by definition, it does happen. The idea that Hashem will not allow over the course of history. It could happen in an individual oh, lifetime and then that Nishama is going to come back and uh, go through whatever it needs to go through. And finally, at the end of history, every Nishama will reach its rightful place. Because God can't be involved in that, so nobody will lose that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, right. back or else there'll be other kind of secluded for it and up there in Shemayim.
before it came here, it was like that, or, or he did it, or he made that happen. Meaning, can you, can you, I mean, is that, you can you say that that's the result on the neshama? You can say it to an extent. The neshama is subject to the consequences of our negative behavior to an extent. But there is a level of our neshama which is beyond the uh, consequences of our affairs that will always be pure. So the lower rungs of the neshama that are subject to it, they need to be purified, they need to be cleansed. The higher realms of our neshama, which are never touched by our averis, remain that way. And they're, they're really the source of our life, why we always have that inner purity that can't be tainted. But I mean, even in a situation like this, not without knowing the circumstances of this person. Like, how do we know that you know, whatever they did is impacting that neshama in a negative had, way? It, it, it has, if it's an Avera, <coughs> uh-huh. it does. Right? No By definition, right. If it's an Avera, it's connected what God wanted, then that has a negative impact. That's the only way we know it. Otherwise, how would we know what a mitzvah is, what an Avera is? God told us. And then, yeah, we say that by definition, that's harmful for his neshama. It needs to be uh, rectified. I mean, the whole thing to me is like, the same question about the neshama and how we're saying, you know, just forever keep recycling until... Or spend time in Gehenna, or whatever it means. Right, whatever, but it's the same idea here. It's like, okay, so we went to Egypt, and then we went out, temple and then it gets destroyed. I mean, you take a step back and look at it, you say, well, what's the point of, like, of coming out of Egypt and saying, well, it'll get better, because it's only going to get worse, you know, I mean, but ultimately, I mean, you know, we it know will, that it will end on a high note. It will end on a high note. <laughs> right. It will end on a high note. Right. Right. There's going to be a lot of ups and downs along the right. way. Right. Ultimately, exactly. A base on Mikta, a base on Mikta. So if I, if I come out of a place like that, and I'm, oh, now I'm done, I have to go back in there, so. Right. Ultimately, you know, we'll all come out. Right. Okay. Right, and that's the idea of Gula. That's Mashiach. That's that's the high note of history. That's how history ends. Otherwise, if we didn't know that, it's like, what's so big what deal? Be, so right. I came out of there. I mean, what's the, what's right. the point? Right, just going to go back eventually. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> so why isn't is it mitzvah to consider ourselves as if why why isn't it the focus of identifying uh, the shamblu who see us as trying? Avodim and Shrayim. Right. Because Avodim and Shrayim is, yep, I can relate to this because I've been going through this part. It sounds like what we really need to find out. Um, what the, the identification is that it will end on a high note, there will be a see That no matter how old or the Chaya part of the world is that. But you're focusing on the fact that you got out. You see, right. right. Oh, it is. Right. Then you got out. Right. We say that also. Say that also. Right. But the mitzvah is not that. Right. The mitzvah is to look as if you left Mitzrayim. But, but, but he understands that to mean that, you know, how could you be I think that your point is, is correct, that 
the you have to have a focus on the Shibu too, not only on the Yitzhiya. And he seems to take both of them together. I was actually the opposite point. You have to identify with the Yitzhiya. Only? Well, then that should be the, the focus. But I hear... Well, as, the, as David said, that, that really is that really what the Chachamim say. Right. But yeah. he's saying you really have to identify with both sides. Right, and, and then to get, get out of there. Right. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Is he answering the question um, by saying, you know, one way or another we've all been there in that place of darkness because we've experienced that, therefore that gives us a window on what is he to try and what? Yeah, I think that's implied, although he doesn't state that directly. He says that this is what this is a way to experience it that we're here, we have our own Eurydice and the Felis and we know we can come out of there. And it seems to be right. A main Shibud and Yitzhiya the trying. Yeah. It seems to be the mashmos of the mind. Very nice point, and of course, that's the that's the idea that we are going upward. And every every event that happens, which may be difficult or maybe even seem um, that it was not fruitful, but the truth is that something something came out. Of it. It's not futile. A lot of the Germans are still around. Right. <laughs> okay. So he says that Hashem, after all, sent the neshama down into this olam hageshem, kadesha yihiya bibachinas avoda ubachira, so that the neshama would have to work and have to have freedom of choice, which is for its ultimate benefit, because through bachira, the neshama ends up in a higher place than the original place where it came from. 
So even though it resists coming down here, but it's for its own betterment. Ki kavanas habore borahu, shenasan bi hanafila hazos hayolatovasi, that God caused this nafila for me, for my own good. Ki deceive zeh asa Hashem li, as it says, ba'avur zeh on account of this. He wants to say, you know, the ability to rise up out of here. Hashem did this to me. He put me here because I have the ability to raise myself up. That's why I'm here. And then as a result, one can strengthen themselves more so and more so continually getting stronger and stronger. Hmm. So I have a question, which is, uh, it's based on this uh, idea of, of someone being able to Right. So, right. so, 
I think it's, there's two things. <coughs> One is that, yeah, it's true that unless somebody is really exotic and maybe even has rough on Kodesh, that they talk out, are not aware of their true spiritual level. And it could be that in the moments of darkness, they're even at a higher madrega in reality than they are in the moments of light. It could very well be true. But in terms of the practical avodas Hashem, if I'm not feeling any inspiration in my avoda and I can't get involved in it, it's, it's really drudgery and it's heavy and it's an old, right? then in terms of my avoda, I'm in a state of darkness. I don't know anything about my madrega. Maybe my madrega is way up there. But in terms of avoda, this is really, really difficult. And I'm starting to lose hope. So that's what we're talking about, is just looking at it in the experiential, in the practical, what's my avoda like, uninspired, dark, then I'm in that, I've had a nefila in my avoda, I've had a nefila. And then I have to look at it in this way, to know God put me here for a reason, I'm going to try and work on getting myself out, like you said, as opposed to giving up hope. So I think it's two dimensions, really. And and Enochinami, we're not we're not really aware of our spiritual madrega, but we are aware of how well our avoda is going and how we feel about it. And is is it something that's we're we're into it and we're motivated, or are we just dragging along? So, what point is it a cop out to say God will be in the situation? Yeah. And versus, I've totally put myself in the situation. Yeah, and I think that uh, it's, it's a good question, and I, I think that you can't take this mimer in the absolute way and always reach this conclusion, because then a person ends up taking no responsibility for himself. And like many ma'amorim, you know, he, he'll come on strong on one side, you know, and then he'll come on strong on another side and say, yeah, you must take responsibility for what you've done, you know. So it's that sheepfold. It's that balance. And, um, I think some of it depends on how we're doing. You know, if I'm headed toward Morish Torah, then I'm going to go with this, you know, <laughs> and say, okay, I got to get myself out of here. I don't know why I'm here. I'll, I'll assume God put me here. You know, if I'm heading more toward the feelings of Gaiva, you know, or maybe not taking responsibility, then I've got to say, look, the only one who put me here is me, and I've got to, I've got to do what I need to do. Here. Yeah, I mean, it's almost like you have to take this approach because if you're in that position, you start, you know, find fault or how do you get out of it? It's almost like the only. I'm not saying it's not it's not reality, but it's almost the only the only way to view it. Toward the rise above, right? Hey there. <laughs> Careful, then. That's <laughs> a which way. <laughs> a little letter around it. That's your color. I mean, you're doing an expression. No, it's just an expression. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. it's not yeah. on the street. It's not that. A figure of speech. Yeah, so. meaning somewhere other than what he's Right, said. right. That's your color. How kosher with some math, everybody. Have a great young test. So I guess we go to the